Hey guys, this is Tanya for Chaf Bey's Sivan, um, chapter 7, part 4, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, part 4. So we are still in this chapter all about Yechada Tata, Yechada Ila. Um, today is going to be a little bit of a continuation about what Yechada Tata is. Um, and like from the perspective of Yechada Tata, what we see about reality. Um, I was just thinking... I, I was, I've been kind of like learning Yechoda Ilai Yechoda Tata along with you guys <laughs> in the sense of like this is my first time really understanding it to the best that I can like really really delving in um, and every day like I keep being tempted to just like record yesterday's time next one like I didn't say it like perfectly enough like there were some gaps but it's okay that's not going to part of this I guess but I apologize if there was parts where even you guys may have been like I don't think that's the case but anyways based on what I'm understanding now in very simple language what it is is well actually I'll just start with this um, there's like this I believe it is where like one of the rabbis said that his like dream is that people when people two chassidim meet on the street they should be discussing and so like that when i heard that it just kind of gave me like renewed energy to like keep learning this keep this conversation going keep trying to understand deeper and deeper and more and more literally kind of like what these two um like two consciousnesses actually are um and and instead of just being like oh yeah it is it is this like no i want to really understand it you know um Anyways, so based on what I'm understanding as of now, the differences between them is essentially is the perspective of the perspective of life, essentially, of, of isness from the perspective of Havaya. And Yahudatata is the perspective of life from the perspective of is the is consciousness of life from the perspective of Adnai or Adnai or, or Malchus. And the difference between that is that when you're in Havaya it's almost like Havaya before Malchus exists. And Havaya before Malchus is that there is no world. Because what allows for the world to be is Malchus. Is Hashem saying, I'm going to create a world where people don't see that everything is actually me. Before that energy, before the woman says, I'm in a sense going to become, I'm going to let something grow inside of me that will be separate from me. That's that's when that's when woman becomes mother, when she's able to say, "I'm going to have a child." Right, really, until she gives birth, she's not really mother. It's when the child separates from her that that's when she becomes mother. And it's the same thing with Hashem when he's when when Hashem creates through Malchus, which is in essence Him creating a world where reality feels separate from Him. That's when creation begins, and that's when Yehudatata begins. That's when now, from the perspective of Yehudatata, we look around and we're like, "Wow, there's life." And Yechodetata, though, is when we say life is only ever actually God. It's like a child saying, who I actually am is the blood of my mother. And, and in, in reality, like reality is even more of a better example than that. In reality, it's that what reality is, is only oneness with God. Never has been separate, never can be separate, only oneness with God. That's Yechodetata. Yechodetila is before Malchus. It's Havaya before Malchus even comes into the picture. And in Yechudah Ilah, you're not wondering, is the world one with God? There is no world. 
There is no world because you're before Malchus. You're seeing things from the perspective of Havaya. And from Havaya, there is only God. And I was just thinking, like, I, I mentioned this in the past recording also, but I just keep tripping out about this. That, <clears throat> But just quick thing here, that it's not that from the perspective of Havaya, there is no world. From the perspective of Havaya, Havaya is one with Malchus too. Yechuda Ilah isn't, Yechudah isn't saying that there is no world. Yechudah is saying that there is a certain place from which to see reality where all that's left is God as he transcends reality. Happens to be that Hashem, that, that same Hashem that transcends reality also says he's one with reality. And so there is a world. You know what I mean? But there's, it's like Yechudah is kind of tapping into like a higher state of consciousness where you're kind of like, wait, it doesn't... Like, life, like, reality isn't only limited by my perception of reality. Like, there's there's a deeper, there's, a, there's another way of seeing things here. I don't even have language for it, honestly. <clears throat> but the only thing that I can really think of that kind of lets me understand it is, like, it's funny to like use a movie reference, but like in a movie when like you see like a couple like getting to know each other and then it's like they're fighting and whatever, but then like they like start to like fall in love. And like there's like that always this like classic like movie montage part where like it's like this like montage of like like all these moments of them falling in love with each other. And in those moments, they're not with their family and they're not they're just it's like you just see them looking into each other's eyes and dancing in fields and like all that exists in that scene is them. Them with each other. And from the perspective of Havaya, all that exists is Hashem and the souls and the neshamas. And it reminds me of like when I was in seminary, there was a teacher who would always say that we say Shema Yisroel, Hashem Lekinah Hashem Achad about Hashem. And Hashem says Shema Yisroel, Hashem Lekinah Hashem Achad about a Yid, about a Jew. And it's like we're saying it about each other because I'm saying, Hashem, all there is is you. And Hashem is saying, all there is is you. You meaning the neshama, the neshama that's one with him. It's like this love story where from that perspective, all there is, there's no more kids, there's no more laundry, there's no more taxes, there's nothing. All there is is each other. All there is is each other. And it's like, that's Shema Yisrael. That's when we close our eyes to reality. Literally, we physically close our eyes. Shema Yisrael is Yechud Eilah. We close our eyes and we're just like, Hashem, all there is is you. And in this place, I know that you know that all there is is me. All there is is our love for each other. But then from there, we go into Baruch Shem Kibam Ba'ed, that there is a Malchus, there is a, there's a world. And Va'ed, as we know, is the disguised version of Echad. And that's essentially what we're saying when we say Baruch Shem Kibam Ba'ed, that within the world... We're now saying that it really is actually is is echad within the world that I'm a part of now. Neshama beguf, physical reality around me, the story that my life is, the vessels that my life is, the the way that life is in the physical realm. That is the disguise of all that is actually also echad. Is actually only a reflection and a manifestation and the, the breath of that unity of Hashem that I was in Shema Yisrael also <laughs> and it's like that couple that when they have the, that moment of like wow all there is is you all there is is us all there is is our love then suddenly raising kids and doing laundry and you know having that house becomes part of the joy of their deepest love you know it's not something separate from their truest selves anymore it's like 
every part of their life now is part of their highest self. Every part of their life is part of that ultimate, ultimate like powerful love story. Um, I can go on forever, but it's also like you can look at it in IFS language, how we see it in ourselves. It's like this too. It's like if we can find access to that higher place of self, all the parts of us become part, become unified with that higher place of self too. And it's like, yeah, so that's that's when we say we're not talking about two separate things. It's like, this is one thing. It's just two, it's like, it's like a journey, you know, it's like a, and that's why I can imagine when that Rebbe said of like, that two chassidim should talk about what he's saying is like talk about what actually is happening in the world talk about what actual reality is when you can kind of traverse between what you end up you're like you're going through like the healthy stages of relationships where you're like super close and then it's like nida you know it's like you're super close and then it's like wait a second let's connect on a level where we're not just completely infatuated you know let's Let's talk about all the other parts of ourselves and invite them into our relationship and invite them into the unity of who we are. But then after that, let's go back to the deepest place of love where we can't even imagine being without each other. And then let's go back again to living in the world, living with our parts, living with our children, living with the world around us. And it's like that back and forth, that ebb and flow. It's like a ratzai and shuv, you know, and it's, it's so, it's just powerful. Okay. So Chafes Ivan Tanya starts with we're going to continue talking about Yehuda Tata, and Yehuda Tata from this perspective, we're now saying in Yehuda Tata's perspective, we're talking about the world, we're in reality, we're in not only reality as Havaya sees it, but reality as my experience experiences as I experience it as a result of Malchus, as the child experiences their mother, right? From the perspective of child, mother is mother. <laughs> And from the perspective of us as post-Malchus, we're, we're experiencing reality. And the question is, what is that reality actually? So, according to all of this and everything that we're going to explain, we can understand the Pasuk of Ani Hashem I Havaya have not changed. So now, just notice what we're saying here. Ani Hashem, Ani Havaya Lashanisi. I Havaya have not changed. So we're saying that we're, we're looking at reality, at physical life, at post-Malchus experience of life, and we're saying that even there, ani havaya leishanisi. So how? How is that possible? We're saying that, no, there's havaya, and then there's Malchus, and then there's life. How could havaya have not changed? If havaya created Malchus, then Malchus created... If havaya flowed into Malchus, then Malchus flowed into life, then there was a change. But we're saying, no, there isn't. Why? Because in reality... God's unity means that Havaya is as much one with Malchus as Havaya is one without Malchus. <laughs> Meaning Hashem, as he exists before creation, is as united and as only oneness as he is post-creation. Why? How could that be? Because creation is one with him. It's perish. There is no change in him at all. The same way that he was alone and one before creation, so too he is alone and one after the world was created. This is why it's written that you were the same before the world was created and you were the same after the world was created. Without any change in his being and nor in his knowledge. So 
this is now we're going to talk about this knowledge thing because our question on this is that it's one thing to say that there was no change in Hashem's being. Okay, fine. You know, there's no change in, in who Hashem in essence actually is. But there is more things now than before reality. And that would be a difference in his knowledge. It would be something that is he's experiencing outside of himself. And yet, and yet there, there was no change in his knowledge. How? Because as we're going to see, the Rambam says that his knowledge is one with him. Because by knowing himself, he knows all created things. How? Because all created things are only him. And are completely nullified in relation to him. All of reality is only him. And so by knowing himself, he literally knows reality. The Rambam says that he is the knower, he is the known, and he is the knowledge. For us, in human experience, the knower, the knowledge, and the known, no, the knower, the knowledge, and the power of knowing are all three different things. There is the knower, which is me. There is the power of knowledge, which I have inside of myself. And technically, by the way, you, that's one with me, but it also could technically be taken from me, right? There are people who are alive, but who do not have the power of knowledge. And then there is the known. There's the thing that I'm knowing. There's three separate entities. But for Hashem, He is all three of those things. This, as the Rambam says, is beyond the capacity for mouth, the mouth to, to say. You can't really explain this. And it's beyond the capacity for the ear to hear. And it's not possible for the heart of a person to understand this clearly. Or well, that Hashem is literally that Hashem's essence and being and His knowledge are absolutely one from every side and angle in every form of unity. His knowledge is not super added to His essence, right? His knowledge isn't something that is in addition to His essence as it is with a person. What happens with a person? That the thing that you know, meaning the experience that you're having, is something that gets added to you. Even the thing that you create, right? Let's say you create something. What you created isn't you. It's something that gets added to you. When a man studies a subject and knows it, his rational soul was already within him before he studied it and knew it. Meaning, the part of the part of the knowing that was one with him was his soul that was already with him. But after he know after he now knows this, the knowledge was added to his soul. He now knows something that he did that he did not know before. There is a new thing when you learn. This is, now it's going to be a Pasuk. So day after day, it's a Pasuk from Yoav, that days speak and a multitude of years teach wisdom. What we're saying is that time creates knowledge because what's, what's time? Time is there is something new that wasn't here before. I don't know if you guys can hear it in the recording, the waves around me. I'm literally sitting in a hammock by a lake. I literally feel like the luckiest person in the world. It's just crazy. I keep on tripping out about like feeling this experience of like, I'm like a guest in Hashem's world. Like if everything is really Hashem and I'm actually Hashem, then like I am this 
guest that gets to live in Hashem's beautiful world. Like, and it's like just like the luckiest thing ever. And it's like everything about our stories and our lives. It's like the exact way that our lives are. We are living and breathing Hashem's gift, <laughs> you know. And it's like we didn't create this. We didn't. We are. We're part of this. This journey this love story that's that's taking place but like what that means is that we get to just be so grateful for it you know we don't have to micromanage it <laughs> it's just it's just amazing okay so for a person this is not a simple unity but a composite meaning they're the murkevis it's something added to something else when i know something that knowledge is being added to the me that i was before I knew it. Aval, but Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Achduzay Pashat Pelishem Harkava Vetzad Rebeiklal. Hashem is a perfect unity without any composition or element of plurality at all. Im Kain, Al Karachacha, and if so, Al Karachacha Mahusav Atzmusav Adate. One must conclude Al Karachacha is like you just have to say if Hashem, there's nothing that can ever be added to Hashem because Hashem is only one. Then you must conclude that. That Hashem's essence, His being, and His knowledge are all absolutely one without any composition, and there is no exception. There is nothing that is not included in this truth of Hashem's unity. Not even, and I'm not going to get into the whole list that I always get into, but like, not even the detail of the story that you're worried about, and not even, you know, the part of you that keeps messing you up and you wish that was different than it is and you just wish that you just could deal with it already and figure it out already and fix it already like not even that nothing <laughs> there's nothing separate from this unity of of hashem Therefore, just as it is impossible for any creature in the world to comprehend the essence of the Creator and His being, you also can't comprehend the essence of His knowledge, which is one with Hashem. We're not able to understand how Hashem's knowledge, meaning the way that He manifests Himself, is one with Him. I can't understand that. It's not possible for me to understand because it's not my experience. We don't, we don't experience like that. But what we can do is we can have faith about it. And what the Alter was saying here is that faith is transcendent of intellect. Alter but doesn't say you have to throw your intellect away and then have faith. The Alter says you have to use your intellect and then go one step higher. Faith is when you say there is that which there is, there is that which there is that which I cannot understand. I can understand that I this I cannot understand. It's almost like intellect is like this stool that you stand on and from the height of that stool that you're standing on you see reality clearly and you're like oh i can't understand what's up there <laughs> you know but you can't see you can't understand that you can't understand unless you understand that you can't understand and that's why imuna isn't a cop-out imuna isn't something that's like oh we just don't understand so we have faith Imuna is the deepest place of understanding when you understand Hashem so much, as much as you possibly can, and then you're suddenly like, wait a second, I actually can't understand. That's and then you're then you have faith. Then you have Imuna. But Imuna isn't a cop out of saying, Oh, we just we we can't understand. Imuna is when we say, I'm I can understand that this is something beyond my understanding. 
who and that's why questions you know like when we talk about like education and questions it's like anybody who's ever told you like oh don't go there don't go there it's like no go there (laughs) go to the depths of your mind but don't get lost in thinking that the depths of your mind are going to have all the answers get to the depths of your mind to the extent that your mind tells you here is where faith comes in here is where i realize that there is that much more than my understanding can understand it's like scientists don't do this so much it's like science is like we can understand everything and then everything that we don't understand we just say like oh it's nature as opposed to saying like no that's where the mystery is that's where the faith is that's where the amuna is that's where like the realizing that there is a god here there's an abister here that is beyond you know the axioms that we're discovering okay so who he and his knowledge are an absolute absolutely one and in knowing himself he knows reality, both the higher worlds and the lower worlds. So the higher and the lower worlds include, what do the higher worlds and the lower worlds include? And again, how does Hashem know the higher worlds and the lower worlds? Not by seeing something outside of him, but by seeing himself. Ad shilshul katan shabiyam, to the extent of even a small worm in the sea. And a minute mosquito that may be found in the center of the earth. <laughs> and the Rebbe's note on this is so special. The Rebbe says that, why does, the Rebbe, why does the Altar use these two examples? Because the Altar is using these examples saying that the shil shil katan jabiyam is the small worm in the ocean. That's the smallest creature that ever exists. It's almost like a, like a maggot. Like, <laughs> like these, like, you can't even see them. It's so, but but yet they do do something for the ocean. They're part of the the world's the undersea experience. They they do something. They have some cause, and so you could say, okay, so it's so small, but they still do something. So okay, so Hashem sees that because it's part of the cre- the creation of Hashem's magnificent world that they should exist, and so Hashem sees them. But then the second thing the Alter says is the small mosquito that's in the center of the earth and the reason the Rebbe says that the altar uses that example is because that mosquito does nothing it's completely insignificant <laughs> and that's why there's that story of like David HaMelech where the, David HaMelech said like why would you create a mosquito we don't need them and the then like the or the spider I forget what it was okay maybe the story doesn't apply here but basically like the spider like made the web and then it saved his life but i guess what the, the, the rabbi is saying here is that this mosquito is in the center of the wor- of the earth first of all i don't know how the altar knew that there's mosquitoes in the center of the earth but anyways um it's insignificant there's no there's no reason necessarily for it to be and yet hashem is saying i have my eyes on it too why not because i'm like looking at something outside of me but because ain davar nelamimenu because there is nothing concealed from him why? Because everything is one with him. And this knowledge does not add multiplicity and composition to him at all. Because knowing all of reality is only. Knowing reality is knowing himself and himself and his knowledge are absolutely one. And now all there was going to say, because we're saying that all this is which as Alter Bordi told us, is something that we're meant to experience. <laughs> so Alter was basically going to say like, 
this is what we have to experience, but a little bit of validation that this isn't so hard. I mean, this isn't so easy. And as much as this form of knowledge is very difficult to actually imagine, the prophet Yeshaya said, Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts, meaning Hashem's thoughts are higher than your thoughts, Hashem's ways are higher than your ways. Can you... Can you find God by intellectually searching? No. The answer is no. You can find, by intellectually searching, you can find that you cannot find God by intellectually searching. And what you can have is a Have you eyes of flesh? Do you, do you see as man sees? Have you eyes of flesh? Do you, do you see as man sees? Because man sees and knows everything with the knowledge that's external to himself, but Hashem knows reality by knowing himself. These are the paraphrased words of Maimonides, of, of the Rambam. And then the next last paragraph that he's talking is, So the Altar just brings in this one paragraph that says, in, the Rebbe explains why the Altar says it, because basically people disagreed with the Rambam and people would say that you can't even say knowledge about Hashem that people said about the Rambam how could you even say that he has knowledge at all how could you say that there's a reality how could you how could you put any of these terms on Hashem but that the author was saying that Kabbalah agrees with the Rambam that you can because from a post-Malchus existence Hashem is saying that this is true about Hashem and but what is Hashem saying is true about Hashem? That there is a reality, and yet all of reality is only one with Him. Ein od milvado. There is nothing else <laughs> milvado except for Him. Which means not that reality isn't real, but that it is so real. <laughs> it is the realest thing. is as real as God is. And our lives are as real as God is. And our stories are as purposeful as the creator of the world is you know and every inch and detail of our lives from the small worm to the mosquito you know are are as intentionally seen and loved and being breathed into being as as hashem himself there's no differentiation there's no there's no exception to this there's no oh but this uh no that too (laughs) that too that too so L'chaim L'vracha tomorrow is my favorite Tanya of the whole world. It's been the Altar based explained based on all that we just said that now we can finally understand how Tzimtzum is actually Tzimtzum Lo Kipshetai and not Tzimtzum Kipshetai because if all is actually God then what happened by the Tzimtzum? Because we, according, usually we say that Tzimtzum kind of contracted God. Tzimtzum said that God isn't as much here but what we're going to see is that what Simpson, all Simpson did, and we already said this a bunch of times in Tanya, but Alter was just going to make it really clear here. But that what the Simpson did is it changed our perception. The Simpson put a mask over our perception of self where we don't see ourselves as what we actually are, which is literally only the light of Hashem. But as we've already explained, that the mask too, the Kalim too, the vessels too, are as much one with God as the light. So, it's like to, to get rid of the mask. You don't need to do anything. You just need to open your eyes, as I've said so many times. So, to enjoying our lives, to like being in love with our lives, because that's like part two of this, you know? Like, what does it mean? What does it mean if all of reality is actually one with God? I get to be alive. 
I get to be in my story instead of fighting my story. I get to I get to be present in my life instead of trying to get around it and try to, you know, hack the next best deal. Like I get to just be inside of this life because this life is Hashem. And that's what we want. All we want is to be where we're meant to be, you know? All we want is to be one with purpose and love and and the, all, that's all we want. And it's like if when we realize that what we have is actually that, what we have in our hands right now, where our bodies are, where our lives are being led, where the, the exact experience of our lives is that unity, is that oneness. It's like, we'll, we will be able to breathe a little more and just be like, okay, so I can be here. I can, I can grieve the parts of me, with parts of me that feel like, I wish this looked different, you know? Because even that, that sadness is also one with Hashem. So I can feel it fully. And then I can be led into this moment where I'm just so alive in the exact moment that I'm in because this moment is literally, this moment is literally the most love that could ever be because it is only love. <laughs> All right.